0: Hello, uh, welcome back to Dull Crayons.
1: Here we are, Dull Crayons. I'm Julian. And I'm Gabriel.
0: And uh, this week, uh, Gabe wanted to talk about weird schools.
1: Yeah, so there's there's all sorts of lists out there on, on the web. This is, this is the light web, not the dark web, uh, about strange schools and... You know, looking at them, I, I've I've picked a few a few sites and a few lists. There's some overlap, so you know we won't we won't go into that. But um, uh, looking at them, I can't tell exactly what I'm looking at all the time, and I, I think I would like to have some uh some some third eyes on this uh fresh eyes because some of them aren't really schools, or at least they're not like. Some of them are a traditional school, like an elementary school that just has like weird practices, and then some of them are, well you'll you'll see and you'll you'll have to determine if this even deserves to be on such a list.
0: Okay, fair enough. I mean I, I am not surprised that like people have had weird pedagogical practices before.
1: Well right, but 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 that's what I want. Them to be right. I want these to be lists of schools that have weird pedagogical practices, like, as opposed. Well, as I opposed guess we'll get to, into
0: it. Yeah, yeah in the we'll,
1: we'll get into it. But like, as opposed to like a weekend workshop on like you know Battlestar Galactica, like that's not a school. You know what I mean? And nor is that one of the examples. Although I know there are plenty of people out there that would and probably have been to weekend workshops on Battlestar Galactica. Um, I don't know anybody who has.
0: More because Well
1: you know, has or would want to. I oh. Know. I and I actually do know can't people who would
0: want to. I can't I don't know if any of my friends are like big Battlestar Galactica fans.
1: I've tried rewatching it a few times.
0: Well, yeah, but that's it's not okay. uh I don't know if that's uh that's enough enthusiasm to go to it weekend
1: i also i also bought a battlestar galactica game uh for the original xbox that was unplayable i could not get past the second level which is like a classic thing in like poorly made games especially from like the 90s there were a lot of genesis games that were like just too difficult to beat um i mean i'm sure not for everybody but like if you if you have you know something that's That you know, uh, you know, that great of an obstacle too early in the game. It's like you're not gonna get a lot of plays.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I also found found (laughs) quitter. I also well, I also found the thing in the used bin for like five dollars. So like, clearly another quitter had given up on it, or probably based on the GameStop model, like several quitters had give up on it prior to me picking it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but. I don't know. I didn't play too many video games as a kid. Uh, I just never had systems
1: yeah. to play them on. Um, so, Did you play at other people's houses at all? Yeah,
0: but I was definitely one of the kids that was like, oh, it's okay. I, I just like watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the it video really game okay. equivalent of like, you know like a fat kid uh. who doesn't want to get in the pool or it's like oh yeah i want to wear my shirt into the pool wouldn't that be funny
1: right 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 or uh, oh by the way it's... all
0: my friends played video games naked yeah
1: uh, it's okay i'll play deep right field yep, yep. Uh, i'll
0: but... be the referee mm-hmm. i just i'm just very happy to see my friends happy <laughs>
1: uh such a noble quality but right. yeah, uh, other than video game school, let's let's check it out. All right, so uh, starting us off, and and this will actually be I'm I'm very excited to say one of the lowest brow sources we've ever gone to uh, for one of our podcasts. I want to start us off at the Chive website, which if you're not familiar with the Chive, it's sort of like a like Maxim or like a men's magazine online magazine. I didn't kind know that Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to the chat. For example, their headlines are, or their, uh, their, their drop-down menus are humor, hotness, humanity, entertainment, gaming, military. Wow, they were so close to (laughs) complete alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) But why? But why with H's? They don't start with H. Well, it could just be that, like, oh,
0: everything has a synonym with the word that starts with an H. Right. what would entertainment be? Having
1: a good time. Hollywood. It would be Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Come on, having a good time. Gaming. <laughs> Gaming. Um, would be hot cha cha. Hot stick. Um,
0: hot button. Hoop and stick.
1: Hoop and stick. Uh,
0: military. Uh. Ooh, this is tough because we love our troops.
1: <laughs> I don't want to say anything. There, there's just so much controversy around troops and mm. stupid flags and... <laughs> um. I don't know. I think... Uh... Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, if How any about of you dopamine know, dopamine dump. What would dopamine dump become? That is the strangest of. Uh, I don't even know topics. what that category I, means. I don't know what that category is either.
0: Anyway, we should get into the schools. Moving on. Later so, on, if I come up with a synonym, I'll bust it.
1: So the the chives number one weirdest school. This a list of ten. Uh, is elf school in Iceland? Okay, and they write. It's pretty much what you'd expect, an entire school dedicated to teaching you about elves. The school offers a full curriculum covering elves, textbooks, and a five-hour elf habitat tour for the extra curious. Elf experts are born here.
0: Well, how... I don't – how long is this course of
1: study? Exactly. So the first question would be, is this a real school? Like, uh, right. If Is this a week course? Because if it's a week or less, you know, then we're not really talking about a school. If it's like a semester, maybe,
0: you know, mm-hmm. or a month, I maybe. sort of suspect if they're bragging about their
1: five-hour five, tour. One five-hour tour doesn't sound like a lot. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, now I, I think it's kind of cool because it's in Iceland and I know that, you know, people in that region, you know, Iceland and the Nords. Oh, it's straight like, up believe, believe in, in trolls and yeah, elves and, and so, woodland, nymphs. And woodland yeah. nymphs. So it's like it's awesome that they they want to share that knowledge and that belief with others. But at the same time, if you do have those beliefs, let's have a real fucking school about it like not just a five-hour tour a five-hour tour i guess
0: i mean i don't know if there's an imperative to having a a school for made up for like erroneous beliefs Um, (laughs) but
1: but yeah i mean i if they want to have one Go for it. Wait. So okay. So this this comes from Atlas Obscura, which is one of our other sources today, and they too write about Elf School. Um, which oh, is use Reykjavik. the weird Icelandic name. Oh, the weird Icelandic name in Reykjavik is Alpha Schoolen. Alpha Alpha Yeah. Um, which that's it sounds like Elf it School. Sounds great. Um, so what they write is, around 50% of Iceland's population believes in elves, a, 90, a 1998 poll revealed. This belief is so fundamental to Icelandic culture that the placement of boulders where the we folk live is taken into consideration when constructing roads. So it follows that there, uh, that there's an entire school dedicated to the study. So they're saying entire school. Located in the city of Reykjavik, the Alfenskolen offers a five-hour crash course on Iceland's elves that includes a tour of proven elf habitats as well as a dress-up portion and a section of identifying the 13 types of elves one might find in the wild.
0: Well, you know what? Here's and then it the, thi- the
1: class ends.
0: So, but here's the thing. Maybe it's a school in the sense of not that you have semester-long courses, but, like, a thing that offers lots of individual small courses about elves, right? Like, okay. they're i'm trying to think so of so like an
1: like an improv school would offer like i guess so different levels or different
0: but that feels like a whole curriculum so I that's agree. truly a school i'm thinking more like i guess i would call it more 21. like the elf institute sure that like it has an educational programming right. but it's itself it's not a school it's like a museum right and museums yeah, offer exactly, lots of exactly
1: cuz we're we're not we're not questioning their their expertise or their you know educative nature we're just saying like that might be the thing to call it a school you need a curriculum like a i lot. think
0: mm-hmm. i think that might be it, that you okay. need a curriculum that like advances over time right like that you uh you know because obviously each class has a well what would you call like a single class would that be a? Would you design a curriculum for that class, or you would design a? What would the term be? Say that again. An individual class, like the way that you map it out and design it, that's not called a curriculum. No, what that's is called that a called? lesson plan. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure all their classes have lesson plans, right? But there's no curriculum where you know one thing leads to the next over time. Right. You build right. on. And I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad
1: you said a museum, right? Yeah. Because to me. That strikes me as more what what I've experienced in teaching as, like, when you take a class to a museum, they will have a fully mapped out lesson plan, right? They're going to take you from A to B to C. There's going to be this activity here, this activity there. This is the learning objective here, there, and the other. However, we would never call a museum a school because, like you're saying, it doesn't progress over time. There isn't, you know, repeated instruction on anything. You're not... You, you, there isn't a, a continuous development of mm-hmm. the, the knowledge. Yeah.
0: So, all right. All right. So next. Museum.
1: So back to Chive. Uh, Chive num- Chive's number two is Clown College, Wisconsin, Florida. Oh, well, this that's
0: definitely a Ringling school. Ringling
1: Brothers. I mean, this is definitely a school. And I'm not even sure it should show up as that weird. Um, so Clown College was founded, was actually founded by the owner of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, Irvin Feld. Started in uh, Starting in 1968, they have trained around 1,400 clowns to do everything from makeup, costume design, acrobatics, juggling, stilt walking, and pantomime. The college closed in 1997. Oh, that's sad
0: uh, to hear. Yeah, I guess now everyone has to go to France to train as a clown.
1: Well, but I guess considering Ringling Brothers doesn't exist anymore, and, like, circuses, I think, as a whole are dead in this country, like... Hmm. I don't think we should be graduating more clowns since there are no more real. There's, there's still no rodeos. Market. Well, but th- I think that's a different school. I think you have it's to a different. It, it's definitely a different. It's skill definitely set. a different skill set. And I think this school was in uh, where in in Florida. I, I I have to think. Oh, it says Wisconsin and Florida. I have to think. Uh, rodeo Clown College should be in Texas and maybe Missouri or Canada. They have a lot of rodeos in Canada. Do they? Well, at least Calgary. With a similar, like, style and, uh... I mean, I don't know if it's flair. exactly
0: the same, uh, but I think all the same events. I don't know okay. uh, if the rodeo clowning is the same. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Canada's, like, frontier Yeah. Uh, you know, people yeah. roughing it, living in the wild.
1: I'm not, I'm not that big on the rodeo, except... Um, I did go out with uh, my my in laws family uh, to uh, a rodeo in New Jersey, which mm. was rather fun because they do they do that uh, that little kid thing where the kids all come out and try to like bag a calf. Oh, that is cool. And uh, my wife's cousin, my wife's younger cousin, One? went out. Oh no, he did not win. Oh, <laughs> but it was just fun to see him uh, chase around a bunch of like. That is very cute. I think he was like twelve, and he was. You oh, know, I was running, picturing running behind eight year olds, <laughs> like <laughs> who are probably more prepared for the task.
0: Yeah. Well, this is how
1: some people grow up. Exactly. Uh, next school. OK, next school. So this is a cool one that shows up on a lot of lists. Um, this is the uh, can you pronounce the first word having been to China? Dongjiang. OK, this is the Dongjiang cave school in China. So located in the say this one. Miao Miao Village, Dongzhong Cave School began with just eight students who spent a total of six hours a day traveling to and from the school. Chinese authorities declared China isn't a society of cavemen, so it was forced to close down in 2011 after 23 years of being open. So it just used the cave as the space. I think the cave was really just the setting. Yeah, we have another we have another reading from it here at uh that's awesome. Listverse uh which has a, a great picture of it if you want to see at listverse again. The, but it doesn't have any of the scholastic schools. stuff in the picture. It doesn't. It's no. just a picture of a cave. Which it which might not, not even one be that. One. Yeah. Right. Um, so this one adds that, um, instead of using resources to build a freestanding school building, the community started the cave school in 1984 with eight teachers and 186 students. Um, uh, there, uh, then it, then it goes on to just talk about them being closed down by the Chinese government. It's such a cool school. It's so cool, right? I mean, damn it, China. Yeah. How'd you get that one wrong?
0: I don't know. I mean... I I don't know if it's a distracting scholastic environment, but it's it's, it's a it'd be well a cool thing when like comparing me, stories about like where you went to let high me, school. Let
1: me put it to you this way: I I could definitely see that the the echoes of a cavern might be distracting. Um, however, there are schools in the city in the city we currently podcast and live in, New York, that are that are deemed schools without walls, and they're just schools where like. Kids are basically like learning in the stairwells and in the hallways because there aren't like assigned classrooms to a group. And having been in those, they're very distracting, like probably more so than being in a cave. Okay. I, I just meant like
0: conceivably.
1: Did you just mean the beauty and the wonder of it?
0: Well, I meant more like, I don't know. I'm sure there are, I don't know what the exact limitations are of being in a cave, but I'm sure some exist. <laughs> that you might be like, you know what? Let's actually have it in a building. But it is cool.
1: What do we suspect the bathroom situation was like in this cave?
0: Uh, I don't know. I guess they probably had to leave the cave.
1: Well, they traveled six hours to get to the cave, I, and I don't. know. Well, I'm not
0: saying they went home. I'm just saying. Well, I know, I but don't... I'm not,
1: I know you're not saying that. But one of the pictures we just saw, like, clearly showed like a tunnel that somebody would have to like enter through.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just, maybe they, it just seems like a thing of like, uh, if people are continually pooping inside of a
1: cave. But that's why I'm saying these are the logistics that, you know, a school having been there for 23 years, you would want to work out within the first six months. Like, Well, it might be that they like like have
0: outhouses outside the cave. Like, just outside of it. But the point is, like, you can't have an outhouse in the cave because there's no place for the smell to go.
1: Right. See, so I'm more envisioning something, and I'm going to say bucket, but don't picture a bucket. But I'm envisioning something more Mr. like— Mr. Bucket. Like, um, but like— Put an, your poop in my mouth. But, like, an outhouse with, like, a removable container, right? So that, like, every day a, a you could like— Yeah, a, a bedpan. I still think, though, you that the— remove the offensive, offending unit.
0: Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like... I don't know. Maybe they have to go super deep into the cave. I can't imagine it's that no, deep. No, no, no. <laughs> so I would just think that why not do it just outside the cave?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, just because it's still like... You know, if in your classroom they had an outhouse and it's like, don't worry, there's a bucket at the bottom you can dump out. Okay,
1: but but, but if, we're, if we're going by my classroom then, like in... By, by American standards, you can't just let a child go out of the cave to use the bathroom. Like, often you can't even, you know, if you're at the gym, you have, you might have to walk the child to the bathroom if the bathroom is, like, down the hall or something. Like, so are we, are we suggesting and, that a teacher now has to follow this child out of the cave just so they can, like, piss and come back?
0: I don't know. We don't know enough to really speak to it. <laughs> but it's a cool-looking school, guys. It's
1: a great fucking school. Um, All right, so number four on Chives' list, the Chives' list, is the Brooklyn Free School uh, in New York. So the Brooklyn Free School, according to them, Brooklyn Free School oddly has no curriculum, no testing, no grading system, and does not check attendance. Students are allowed to take any class they want, with the wire and urban studies being among the most popular of choices. Divided into a lower, 4 through 11, and upper school, 11 through 18, um school sorry uh, classes are run by students with, while teachers act as moderators I know he said the curriculum
0: is a requirement of the school I do think this still qualifies as a school yeah, because it has a clear pedagogy and it's about schooling students it's about educating them through the span of their you know pre-college years um, so even if they have no set curriculum. They're actively trying to educate. Though it does seem... Seems nuts that, like... I don't know. Maybe you just, like, become super self-reliant and really, like, uh, you know, just decide to, like... it. Like, it quickly teaches you when you're not being forced to, like, oh, I do want to do this. And you do throw yourself into it. But I... The idea of, like, just having no requirements whatsoever
1: is strange. I want to read on. This comes from uh, listverse.com. Every week, meetings are held to decide how the school operates, from how the school should be managed to how students should be admitted. There are no tests, homework, or grades. If a student wants, he can call a meeting and discuss ideas with the whole school classes are run by students blah blah blah. According to the principal, the school expects every student to find his or her own way. How um, much does the Brooklyn, sc- Brooklyn the Brooklyn free, free school, school cost? Brooklyn free school's model has been criticized because of its lack of curriculum. So mm-hmm. that that really points to exactly what you were just talking about about that we we established that a curriculum, you know, really is the basis of all schooling.
0: Yeah. I mean, the The fact that you could have someone go through the entirety of Brooklyn Free School and hypothetically have never taken a class, like, that it had just served as a daycare center, more or
1: less. Well, you don't even have to show up, though. Attendance is not mandatory. I mean, like, I don't know if these kids could necessarily just be at home or if, like, they have to be in the building and not show up to class, but...
0: Yeah, I don't... It's just like... uh... Yeah, I mean, I think also nobody – maybe the, the reason that Brooklyn Free School conceivably can work is that I suspect that it's largely overbearing parents who send their kids – or, like, it's fairly involved parents who are sending their kids to Brooklyn Free School, right, mm-hmm. Uh, in a way where, like – not not necessarily overbearing, but definitely parents who are paying attention. So I'm it's, sure on some yeah. level –
1: it's parents who are choosing what they're choosing, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're parents in the know who who understand exactly, you know, eyes wide open what they're getting into and who must have some sense that either this is the right place for their child or they are going to make it the right place for their child by like – like you're saying, like being up their ass about it, maybe. Well, or
0: maybe not even that, but just like but I mean, if you have to go home they every don't day, be
1: up your ass because and talk they're to your parents. Where parent, where teachers aren't going to be up your ass. So. Yeah,
0: but if you have to go home every day and like they ask you like, "Oh, what you learn today," and you consistently don't have anything to respond, like the, that, that naturally pushes. Maybe parents are just the
1: Wire fans, and they just want you to go to school yeah. to learn about the Wire so that you can come home and talk to them about how much you admire Michael.
0: Okay, but Brooklyn Free School is not free.
1: No, no, no. It's not free. So it is curriculum free, and you're free to do with it what you would like. But
0: and it, you cannot show up all year, <laughs> but you're still going to have to pay $30,000. At the very least, which, you know, I guess I've been going to Brooklyn Free School all this time and not paying tuition. <laughs> um, but uh, Good for you. How does that rank among other private schools
1: in terms of cost? Uh, middling. middling, middling, so you know, you so that's you, like a normal you can have a private school as low as say 20,000 a year, or an, we're I, talking I, about I New York private. specifically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I yeah. should, I'm, I'm, I, I prefer the term independent school, so that's a school operating outside of the public system, but has um, some
0: public funding.
1: No, no, no. no oh, okay, an independent school is an independent school. Um, so they can, they can be as low as 20, mm-hmm. um, but then they can be as high as 50.
0: So and then I imagine outside of New York City, there's stuff that can get below twenty. Oh, certainly. Um, the stuff that's as high as fifty is that really paying
1: for? You're getting a curriculum there, if that's what you're about to ask.
0: Well, no, you're getting I'm, a I'm curious
1: curriculum at a minimum, which you're not getting for thirty grand at the Brooklyn Free School.
0: It, are those schools working at a profit, or is that like really the cost of? you know is a,
1: a some of them operate as 501c non-profits but, but my
0: point is like the cost of educating
1: oh god I no uh, god no that is yeah. way more than the cost of educating a child i mean i mean the I, public system has worked out what it costs to educate a child and it is a staggering amount let me tell you i forget what the number actually is we'll look it up for another episode i don't want to cause any dead air but um. No, fifty thousand a year. I mean, again, I'm. I'm, well, about I'm not saying the schools in the city that may run from K to twelfth grade. It doesn't cost fifty thousand a year to educate a kindergartner.
0: No, I, I. I mean, I suppose what I'm saying is that, like, uh, obviously you can educate uh, someone for much less than that. But does that full fifty thousand get spent towards well, educational? Like, things?
1: Well, like I said. Many of them do run as five hundred one c nonprofits, and mm-hmm. so as a result, yes, they do wind up. They do find, re, they do find ways to spend the money that they are making. They okay. do now, uh, and and they are on educative value. I I assure you of that. Are they necessary? Well, yeah. That's a different question.
0: Um. Yeah, I just didn't know if like it's a thing where. You have a thirty thousand dollar a year school versus a fifty thousand dollar a year school. Is the is that extra twenty thousand dollars going to resources. an endowment no, you're getting or better resources. You're getting better resources. Yeah, you are.
1: Okay. That's good uh, to yeah. know. Yeah. Um and like I said, you're you're definitely getting a fucking curriculum. Um so I really I would question where the thirty thousand of this school is going to, especially given that we not only said it doesn't have a curriculum, but students lead the classes.
0: So Well, they can.
1: No, that's not what it said. I thought it said students or teachers can lead the class. No, 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 no. It says um, classes are run by students while the teachers act as moderators.
0: Oh, I see.
1: And that is is clear in uh, both our sites. They can call meetings if they want and talk to the whole school about the poopy they made that morning or whatever the fuck
0: they want. But it'd be interesting to talk to someone who went to Brooklyn Free School. It really would. Before, do you know what year it started? Like, are there people who have done the full K through twelve there, uh, or is it too recent a school to have? uh...
1: Let's Let's take. Let's take five seconds to look this up. Our question is: Have people graduated from this school, and if so? Well, definitely, people what have graduated. Be has been it's been a, it was established in two thousand four, so,
0: so we're one year away, pretty much at the end of this school year. Well, we'll be conceivably well,
1: but it's it's ungraded from from ages four to eight. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So a four year old started in two thousand four, but mm-hmm. then again, uh, they they might have started at age five in their original. It doesn't matter. Anyway, at the end of this year, you'll have conceivably some students who have had their entire educational career there, and I would be curious to see, you know, how they come out.
1: Sorry, just just because we found it, and and the Huffington Post is one of our uh, favorite sources of information as previously stated on this podcast. This is uh, under the heading of reception on the Brooklyn Free School's Wikipedia page, Uh, Lucas Kavner of the Huffington Post wrote in 2012 that the school serves as a model for independent, democratic schools at the forefront of renewed interest in the 1960s, 70s free school movement. He added that critics contend that the school's environment does not prepare students for real life and that the students from families that cannot hire tutors will suffer disproportionately. Um, Hmm. The next, the very next line, though, next paragraph after that says that an article written uh, – an article in The New York Times in 2006 wrote that parents hired outside tutors in concern for the school's academic preparation. A third of the original students left within the 2004 academic year. That is the first year that it opened. Well, you know, it's going to be rusty. It's, it's got to shake. As did the original teachers. Huh. So a third of the students and a third of the teachers during the two thousand and four academic calendar, said, "Yeah, we made a mistake." Would you ever be curious to work at a place like that? No, no. I now having having a progressive background myself, and and believing in uh, you know progressive Progress. principles, um, and things such as emergent curriculums um, and high interest you know topics. Like I, I think that those are very important. However. I do not think that going in with the expectation that students are going to teach each other or lead their own classes is a fair one at, um, you know, getting to any reasonable outcome.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I just meant more like as, a you know, it, not necessarily that you would buy into the this,
1: but like it would be interesting to spend a year or two. No no i would visit it for a day okay maybe a couple days to see how maybe like classes moved from one day to the next but nothing more than that really all right you want to read the next one
0: um okay so the next school is the gray school of wizardry wizardry in california um let's see it was created by Oberon Zell <laughs> Ravenheart. Listen, the Gray School, of, start, wizardry the the school the of Wizardry is the first wizard school officially recognized as an academic establishment. Its 16 departments cover alchemy, beast mastery, wand making, and defense against the dark arts. In true Harry Potter style, students are split into four houses gnomes, winds, undines,
1: and salamanders. Um, okay. If you're gonna if you're gonna start a wizardry school, you better be named after at least four mythical characters, including, uh, first and foremost, Oberon, the king of the fairies from Mm. *Midsummer Night's Dream*. Yeah, Oberon Zel Ravenheart.
0: Well done. You don't think that's a name change? You think someone's (laughs) parents named them
1: that? Well, I I prefer the idea that somebody's parents named them that, and then they they like, you know, they came into the name you know yeah. like
0: yeah well it's a thing of like to own it when people are like oh yeah your name suits you it's like you grow into your name right exactly yeah. that's what I'm hoping for yeah Um. I mean good for them also the
1: fact that Zell Ravenheart is a hyphen I, I mean it's beautiful it's just beautiful like, I w-
0: kind of wish it was like Oberon Ravenheart Weinstein like, <laughs> I wish Ravenheart Smith well I, I, there's something no, about it being be a Jewish much. yeah 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 uh hyphen it mm, mm. uh, okay. ravenheart
1: Raven- where wait, can Hart I Eichner? can I ask you a question where does in a in a hyphenate name where does the uh the uh female spouse's name often I don't name? know if it's
0: first or second I have no idea right I don't know either do you know any people who are hyphenates?
1: Well, like my name, as we've mentioned before, I I hold my mother's name as a as a middle name. Same here. So and you do too. Okay, so that doesn't help us then.
0: Um, so my mother's name so, does go first in that case, but right? It's that's a middle what I mean, name, but right. Um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of. I can't think of any friends right now that I'm close enough to know like on the oh, hyphen it. I've got
1: one. I've yeah. got one. Yes. And and the one I'm thinking of it is the wife's name first. Huh? Okay. And the and the father's name, the mother's name first, the father's name second.
0: But it's also it's such
1: a new practice that there's not really like a traditional way to do it. Of course, but then but then the so. beauty but then the beauty of this then to me is that Oberon is the son of Zell and Ravenheart, right? And yeah. Ravenheart is Oberon's father and like again we're just back at this thing of like if you have the name ravenheart like how are you going to earn it and and grow into it and certainly naming your son oberon is a good start um yeah. and then and then having your son uh you know found a wizardry school it
0: if that, that is, is his
1: cake. birth
0: name it it is shockingly uh, prescient.
1: Speaking of strange names and and uh, you know you know uh, wanting wanting your children to live into them or I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I was doing a little research the other day on another important podcaster, Kevin Smith. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of him before. And uh, while while Kevin is not going to be making, I've learned Clerks three or Mallrats two or Mall Brats the uh TV spin-off they were looking for. Oh, with dolls. <laughs> it was not going to be with the Brats dolls, although I think we should make a uh Vimeo of that. Um Stop motion takes a really <laughs> long time, Gabe.
0: I don't know if I'm down to make a spoof well, of Mall Rats no, 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 with no. no, 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 no. stop but motion wait, Brats wait, wait, dolls, Gabe, this is a bad idea <laughs> and I'm not going to do
1: it. I have a lot of free time on my hands lately. I'm looking for projects. Um I didn't necessarily say stop motion, though. I'm pretty sure Bratz had an animated series. that Animation could... takes a long no, time. No, 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 but we could just dub over with uh, Mallrats' dialogue.
0: Yeah. Also, I feel like there there is some live-action Bratz thing. There had to be. I think so.
1: Anyway, what I was getting at was that Kevin Smith, uh, while he hasn't been doing those 90s classic reboots that people have wanted him to do, he has been making, apparently, Canadian horror movies, including one... No called uh yoga hosers i think um that stars among others um his own daughter and johnny depp's daughter oh now this i didn't know about kevin smith's daughter uh her name she's named after uh oh ben affleck
0: she's ben after, affleck smith
1: i wish she was ben affleckia affleck- affleck <laughs> <laughs> well it is an homage though so i'm so glad that you mentioned that her name is actually Harley Quinn Smith. She's named after the Harley Quinn oh, character the jet. from yeah, from Jet <laughs> yeah,
0: the Harley Quinn Jet.
1: Uh, yeah, the Harley Quinn Jet. Um, from DC Comics, Joker's uh, girlfriend slash uh, psychologist turned uh, mental patient, pathological murderer. are you sure what's that i don't know if that's canon look what's that
0: what i don't know i is that's a real canon figure harley quinn i mean that just sounds like animated tv show garbage to me (laughs) (laughs) doesn't sound like she originated in the comics at all
1: well i don't know if she originated in the comics
0: fact she didn't
1: i don't know <laughs> Julian. this is great are you are you suggesting that harley quinn was born out of the 90s show yeah 100 uh, adventures
0: i don't know if it was called the batman adventures but the believe... wb animated batman from the 90s is harley quinn was a character in that invented for that and she was such a big hit they moved they you know she moved across everything else
1: it is for the record people a hundred percent called the batman adventures and i'm not sure if it was a wb show let's see i feel like it and superman were both uh well the the the, the batman superman adventures were a wb show wait how's oh, it different the from... animated series. yeah that's oh, what i remember fuck. no we're, you're right you called it it's batman the animated series yes also yeah, known ran. as The Adventures of Batman and, and Robin. It was owned by Warner and produced by Warner Brothers, so it did have to be a WB show. Um well, okay, so mind you, granted, this is get, this is getting even better then. So the fact is that that Kevin Smith named his daughter after not only a non-canon figure in the DC universe, but and this is the part that I'm getting at really the the most reputably slutty and sleazy of characters in the DC universe. In fact, I, Oh, that's gross. It is not gross. It is not gross. And it is not far off the mark at all. I, I would, I would venture to say that Harley Quinn from the movie suicide squad was probably among the most uh, adorned costumes at Halloween This past year and has certainly been the most adorned costume at comic cons over the last like three years.
0: But I don't know why you're calling her slutty. I mean, she's also she's a one man woman. She just has eyes for the Joker. Also, if she does have sex with other people, you know what? That's fine. It's her body.
1: I cannot wait to prove you wrong, Julia. All right, okay,
0: maybe she sleeps she around, but that's is fine. She's
1: not a one man woman. All
0: right, well, I'm not going to judge her for that.
1: Her romantic relationships include uh, the Joker, yes, of course, but they also uh, go into members of her suicide squad team, such as uh, Deadshot, and I want to say there's one other. Oh, I
0: really do want to chime in here with Please. something. I don't care. (laughs) Can we get back to the schools?
1: Okay, back to the schools. So our next school, oh, this is a really great one, and it does show up across all of our sites, is the Gulu Elementary School in China. So hidden within the mountainous village of Gulu, it is the world's most remote school. Its village can only be accessed through the Luma Luma Way, leaving students to negotiate their way through narrow passages, rickety bridges, and sheer precipice- precipices on their five-hour journey to school. So Julian's now seeing the picture for the first time of what, what is clearly— How many
0: kids die getting is, to school? What
1: is clearly a teacher or or admin or, or some sort of staffer who is himself standing on a sheer cliff face. It, it is—, uh, it is it's insane inconceivable how he is even standing at all and not falling to his you know certain peril and be- and and in front of him and to the right of him he's already in train peril. are a train of twenty five students who are themselves climbing in you know God knows what kind of
0: it's crazy it's Danger. But anyway, it seems like Chinese kids are willing to travel five, six hours to get to school. They really want to learn,
1: yeah. I, I mean, you use the word willing. like, is do we think this is this is willful, that they are choosing to go to these places or that
0: well, I think it's like we live in a remote part of China. It's the closest thing to
1: us, right? So then it's not it's not so much willful as like they only have one choice. I, yeah, but will I in bet, the sense that they could they could not go to school. Yeah, right. And they're choosing to go to school.
0: And right. you know, you I would suspect that most of these uh, rural areas are mostly populated by farmers in a way that conceivably, uh, you know, parents could decide to sort of homeschoolish their kids and really just give them a professional education in farming like i i'm not saying that like it, it just traveling 6 hours to get to school is is an insane burden and the fact that they do it you know indicates a real desire to learn i i think like there are plenty of people out there who adopt not to
1: yeah and i i also think the fact that like you know, we've talked a bunch about some of these scu- some of these American schools um, or European schools, and their either lack of curriculums or like strange curriculums. And the fact is, the the Chinese schools we've spoken to so far, both the Cave one and the Gulu, there isn't any mention of curriculum. I'm sure because it's it's really just an academic a normal school. school. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. just a school that happens to have a difficult setting to get to. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, like you're saying, there's there's something to be said for that. Yep. Uh, So, moving on, we have the Witch School of Massachusetts. Aimed toward budding witches worldwide, the majority of its 40,000 students take their courses online, while the rest, who knows what that is, take their classes in person at its campus situated in Salem. The school is located uh, at the same site where around 200 people were accused of witchcraft and faced trials and execution.
0: So, I wonder, is this a school that teaches like you had to be a Wiccan or is it like actual like spell casting
1: yeah I don't know I'm gonna read on and we're gonna get to that I'm gonna read on from list verse they say the move from Rosen apparently they were in Rosen before to Salem became necessary because the school came under fire from Christians who organized protests and sprinkled holy water on the wheels of the cars driven by the witches. Others sprinkled holy water on their own cars for protection. Salem was chosen, you know, as a witch-friendly community. I'm not sure why. From Rose Roseville, Chicago. Sorry, not Rose. Roseville, Chicago. Um. So I mean, it, it it seems like they're they're being taught enough that Christians, generic Christians. Well, if you label yourself, protesting.
0: if you label yourself a witch, they'll always
1: be like a Christian who's up
0: in arms about it.
1: I mean I guess. I'm not I,
0: saying Christians as a whole. I are, kind of want to like...
1: say I kind of want to say that like uh, th- it seems like they were only in Roseville for 2 years. I almost feel like they might have picked a place, I don't know this Roseville, Chicago, but they might have picked a place where they would like really agitate people knowing full well that they would eventually just move to Salem for its obvious appeal and like just drummed up, you know, interest through that. Like 40,000 students is a lot.
0: Right. Yeah, but they take their classes
1: online. I know they take their classes online, but like people obviously know about this school. Like this is yeah. the first time you and I are hearing about it, but there are others that are aware that this is out there.
0: I would suspect that the liver, the founders just lived near Roseville okay. and that it wasn't like a media stunt. Uh just because it Sounds like
1: a good one though. It like, just feels like to put 2 years there into there are a lot it, of Christians out lot. there that would just walk by and maybe like spit on the ground, but like not not go so far as to like procure holy water and then go back and sprinkle it on people or themselves or whatever yeah
0: it's weird i i i'm just saying that like i i feel like why wouldn't you just go to salem out of out the bat
1: that's what that again that's what i'm saying too right
0: like i i feel like you have built
1: in uh, you have built in cash yeah yeah. um or is it cachet yeah whatever um cachet but whatever (laughs) Okay, these are the the boat schools of Bangladesh. So, to combat the challenges of Bangladesh's annual floods, a nonprofit organization brought the classroom to the students by introducing the country's first floating school system. Each boat has internet. Uh, each boat school has internet, laptops, and a small library, all powered by onboard solar panels. It's taught seventy thousand children since setting sail in two thousand two. That's dope. This is fucking awesome. And the people of Bangladesh and whoever, whatever nonprofit brought these boats and and this school system to them are killing it right now. And they they need to be in charge of, um, I don't know, everything in the world. Oh, well, that's further than I would go. Okay, fine. But they're good at...
0: You know, making schools in flood-prone areas.
1: Well, they're good at making schools in flood-prone areas, but they're also just, like, they're problem solvers, clearly. Like, they saw that this was an issue. They found a solution that actually works. And, I mean, plenty of people can come up with solutions all the time that fucking suck. So the fact that this one is still working and has affected so many for so long is incredible to me.
0: Well, yeah, it's just like one of those simple fixes from an NGO that you hear about. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Why don't we do that?
1: Right. All right. Uh, Next, we have the Forest Kindergartens. And it just says Europe. So this says, educating three to six-year-old children, these schools are held outdoors. They aim to help children interact better with their surroundings by getting them in touch with nature, building structures using materials found in the forest, and playing games. So I'm going to call bullshit on this, Um, and here's why. Um, Given the fact that they're saying Europe, right, nonspecific, I know uh, from my own personal experience as an educator that there – in many European countries, there really is no formal education until six. So the fact that this is saying from three to six – So it's like
0: wilderness daycare.
1: Exactly. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I'm saying let's not call that a school because I think, especially in, like, Norway, Finland, and a lot of these other – a lot of the Scandinavian schools, they really pride themselves on the fact that they don't school until 6. It, it is mm. a purposeful measure. We don't school until 6. Now, again, that being said, what they do is they have these – these like you're saying, like daycares where – and they're fucking awesome. Uh, I know having a friend in Sweden – Where the children go out – a friend with a child – where the children basically get, you know, bundled into their parkas and, like, all wrapped up. They have backpacks full of, like, you know, gorp and trail mix and whatever they need and any tools they need. And they basically are let free into the woods, and they just go be in the woods, whether that's, Mm. like, playing with their friends or just, like, going for a hike or a walk by themselves or whatever. And basically – They're they're meant to come back at a certain time, but if they don't come back, their their only guide or their only instruction is like, look, if you think you're lost or like you don't know how to get back or whatever, just stop and hug a tree. And like these kids will just hug trees for like the next few hours while a search party comes out and finds them. And they never lose anybody. Mm -hmm. Like it's like the Berkeley Fall Classic. (laughs) So <laughs> it's, it's a lot like the Barclay Fall Classic.
0: Um, um, yeah, though this is just a lack of knowledge on my part. Our preschools in America, they tend to be indoors and in that way have somewhat of a structure to them. But like, do the, is it structured time outside of like take a nap now? It's that, not lessons, right?
1: It, it's not so much lessons necessarily, although there, there can be lessons. But there are often structures like... Um, such as like, uh, you know, today we're, we're working with scissors, right? At, mm-hmm. at this table, we're working with scissors. At this table, we're making Play-Doh. At this table, like there are actual activities and, mm-hmm. and there might be a structure in the sense of like a build from September to June or even like a thematic structure. So, so would you yeah. call
0: a pre-K – a school in the U.S., or does that not qualify for you?
1: Oh, I, I would absolutely call a pre-K a school in okay. the U.S. Yeah, because a, a, a lot of what pre-Ks do, um, you know, both intentionally and unintentionally, is pre, pre-academic skills, mm-hmm. um, whereas these, you know, kinder schools or uh, forest kinders, like, are not schools in the sense that they're not working on the ABCs while they're out in the wilderness. They are just learning how to be people. Cool. Yeah. Pretty dope. Yeah. So the last one on the Chives list, and then if we have time, we can, we can go into some others, is uh, the Microsoft School of the Future located in Philadelphia. So you won't find any textbooks here. Instead, students use computers, teachers use smart boards, and maths is taught with a note-taking app.
0: Oh, is the chive a British?
1: It's not, but I was about to make the same oh. reference because they said, and maths instead yeah. of math. It's definitely not British, um, <laughs> which means I think they just copied and pasted this from a British website.
0: This is this, this is so lame, this Microsoft School is so
1: lame. Digital lockers are opened with the flash of an ID card. And the school day runs 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. to replicate a normal working day. Kill me and my entire family right now. I hate this fucking place.
0: Um, leave my family alone. And also I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I I feel like I wouldn't mind it at all if it wasn't called the School of the Future.
1: What, are you serious? Wait, you, you, you wouldn't mind it if it was called, like, Microsoft's uh, Ulysses S. Grant school. like I mean, I if would it still just is a... weirded out by the Microsoft in the title and the fact that they run from a fucking nine to five schedule. Nine to five is a lot, but I also like. It's not even that nine to five is a lot. It's that don't make a school a business. Like, don't make it so that it runs the workday because you, the idea is like you're preparing students for work. That's not what school is.
0: Okay, but I like as far as all the things that make it the school of the future that students use computers and teachers use smart boards that just seems like a well outfitted technologically school like that those there's nothing about that that's like this is a different futuristic way of learning
1: 110% so uh, i'm going to i'm going to find some more details from our listverse uh, site they say the west philadelphia School of the Future, and if you're all singing the uh, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song right now, because I said West Philadelphia, then we are on the same page, was opened in 2006. So just from that alone, we're saying in 2006, they still thought it appropriate to call this the School of the Future because they had access to iPads, which I believe were unveiled in like I 2002. Bet
0: you they use a Surface
1: at the Microsoft <laughs> School of the Future. Oh, sorry, sorry. Tablets. Yes, I, I appreciate that. Um, the school faced several challenges soon after it opened. There were leadership problems. students were also not yet technically efficient enough to jump into the deep end of the digital uh, of going digital. Uh, the teachers had problems incorporating the desired level of technology into the classroom. Um, blah blah blah. Uh, you know, since then it's been deemed a success. Uh, it, it just seems like, oh, the school schedule begins. now it's saying, Uh, Rather than using normal letter grades, the school uses grades ranging from advanced to not on the radar and that the schedule begins at 9 a.m. and ends at 4 p.m. to replicate the normal work. That's
0: obnoxious. Not on the radar? Wait, so
1: advanced – well, all right. Let's let's take it one at a time. Which one do you want to go with, not on the radar or advanced?
0: Well, if you're going to do a non-ABC scoring system, advanced is a fine – Designation the the not on the radar seems like unnecessarily
1: mean. So to me, all right. So to me, I, I've I've worked with non letter grades before, working in early childhood, and yeah, like something like advanced works. Although, if uh, I mean, if if they're really great, I would want something more than advanced, right? I would, you know exceeds expectations or like you know I don't know. I know.
0: I'm just saying gifted, that like it's know. not but.
1: But not on the radar is actually a funny one because I feel like that's a technological play on – um Radar. On, no, no. But radar is the tech there. But on um on like has not been observed or like something like that. So it's like, you know, does the student count by fives? You know, sometimes you would write has not been observed or like hasn't been assessed. But for this, it would be not on the radar. But like you're saying, not on the radar. Like one is accurate and the other is obnoxious to no end.
0: Mm. Well, also the, like here, it unrelated to the scoring, it says that it starts at nine and ends at four, which just – that's the same number of hours that a normal
1: – you would be in a normal school. It just right. pushed back a little. Right. Which, so, you know. But again, they say they say that's to replicate a normal workday, which it's not, because it's not a normal workday. So we have some conflict here between our two sites. But also, are they? I I don't understand now if they're making a point that they want the children to experience a normal workday, or if maybe they're saying like we want parents to be able to drop off their children and pick up their children, which I guess that still wouldn't afford parents that ability because. They're supposed to be at work at nine and leave at five. So I, I don't know. They're they're really doing nothing for me. Yeah. This it's might not, be the worst one we've reviewed. I yet. don't like this school. <laughs> we hate this fucking school. Um We've got uh We've got a few minutes left, and I do have another list. Should we Should we look through and see what's been missed or left off these? All uh, right,
0: we'll do the top, the best one of this okay, list. Okay,
1: so there is one that I'm a particular fan of in this list um, that is called the... Larry Spring's School of Common Sense Physics. So this is from Atlas Obscura's Nine Bizarre Schools That We Promise Actually Exist. So this is in Fort Bragg, California. There's a picture of Larry Spring, Mm -hmm. um, including some of his uh, teaching materials, I'm sure. And it says, Larry Spring, a former pilot and lifelong radio enthusiast, started his own school of common sense physics. To put simply... Uh, put simply, Larry taught, Larry taught a view of physics based on the idea that light is neither particle nor wave but a magnetosphere or a pure magnetic sphere of alternating polarity that drives electrons. The amateur physicist taught lessons of his own design for decades. Though he was never accepted into the mainstream scientific community, Larry's school is now a museum dedicated to his theories. That's cool. That's fun. Like it's cool it's fun it's you know it's pretty specific he clearly had you know an idea and a curriculum like in place mm-hmm. or based around his own ideas or understanding I mean,
0: this is interesting because it's definitely educationally focused right that's right. the point of it right. but it doesn't have like a structure or a curriculum so I probably wouldn't call it a school <laughs> I would call it I don't know what I would call it.
1: Well, I would have to still agree with you because, and, and and to me, the the idea that it then became a museum or like was so easy to convert into a museum, I think lends itself to the fact that it's not a school that it's mm-hmm. maybe like, you know, a one room like, you know, a one room schoolhouse or a one room museum, you know, where a person can learn interesting ideas about, yeah, physics
0: like. If you go to some town's historical society building, right, Right. like there'll be stuff up on the page and there'll be a guy there who's happy to teach you about, you know, what happened in that town in 1862. Totally. But you still wouldn't call it a school.
1: My wife and I went to uh, the famous cryptozoological museum, cryptozoological, Mm -hmm. yeah, something, Uh, in Portland, Maine, uh, one of my favorite museums, Um, and- just as you said, there's lots of materials that you can learn from there. There are people that are happy to talk to you. There's even a movie that you can sit and watch that you know will enlighten a you. A yes, movie, a movie. Um, but but again, right, that doesn't make it a school. It's still a museum. But Larry Springs seems great. He just uh, he just seems great and like really enthusiastic about helping people
0: understand physics.
1: Well, understand his way of seeing physics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is also like, okay, yeah, cool, cool, <laughs> cool. Larry Spring. Uh, so that's been our list of uh, strange schools around the world. Yep.
0: Um, some cool schools in there. Well, actually, I don't know. I, it's fun that people do this stuff. I guess I, you I make, make
1: lists or make cool schools.
0: Make weird schools. I can't think of any of these that I'd particularly be like, oh, I wish I went to that school. Yeah, yeah. I guess a lot of them are also, like, not the type of schools that you would have gone to. <laughs> like, uh, by that I mean, like, you're not going to go, instead of going to public school, go to witchcraft school. <laughs> right. That's, like, a hobbyist's thing.
1: It reminds me, there. I believe there's a, there's a joke in the office uh, about Dwight having gone to a school for gifted youth based on the uh dr xavier model of schools for the gifted
0: oh like the x-men like the x-men oh. yeah
1: and, and opting into a school for mutant children without like realizing it was that mm. um sounds about right yeah <laughs> it does
0: i mean if i had mutant powers i'd be Pretty cool I'd opt in for that. Would
1: you but now if you had mutant powers, would you go to the school for the gifted or would you would you want to like maybe stay at your local school and just depends sort of, like, punch on shit
0: up. The politics around uh mutantdom.
1: Well, I think we know the politics around mutant. Like they are not accepted and Well uh, yeah, I mean if we have the right to if we're in an service
0: unlight unenlightened stage of like human and mutant relations, then I would Probably want to go to a school where I don't have to feel uncomfortable.
1: I think it would also depend on your power, right? Like, I mean, somebody like pyro, you know, that's not a power that's going to lend itself well to an administration like making light of. So, you know, you can't like just set the mascot on fire and like have fun at your local public school. Um, yeah. But, but if you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, but like Hopping Pyro can at least class. be undercover. People don't need to know Pyro is a mutant.
1: Right, but I was saying I was saying without without the the uh, you know, the the coming out like you know, the whole the whole logistics around coming out. Like you could you could go to school as Pyro and like maybe have fun with your like powers right like like jubilee could go to school and have fun like being jubilee and like right because she just makes fireworks go off (laughs) that's a weird power but like she could also hide it but why would she um
0: yeah it was a weird power
1: i guess uh how is that effective
0: i guess if i was toad and i looked like toad (laughs) i would kind of want to be in a place where there are other people who looked very strange
1: right right
0: you know, I, I, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it does feel – it feels like you would at some stage get picked on. Or,
1: like, if you had powers that weren't in your control. I, I mean, like
0: – Why isn't there a comic book about, like, just a teen drama at the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters?
1: Well, one, that sounds like – That they like
0: don't fight anybody. One,
1: that sounds like a fabulous idea.
0: It's but just sort of like – you know, like – a. It, not as, like, shitty as a CW show, but basically, like, a CW show at... Like, and so, like, someone like Toad probably still gets picked on at...
1: There, there there, are so many romantic entanglements in the Marvel Universe that you could play with there. Like, that would be fucking incredible. Now, they did have a high school uh show. Uh, I want to say it was called... X Men like generations or, or origin. I don't. Yeah, remember but what those it was. It are still like WP. youngsters fighting crime. It was youngsters, well, right. Yeah, but like, I think it was still. Yeah, no, you're right. They were youngsters. They they had to fight each other, or like there were there were cliques, right? Of like the villain clique and the like hero clique. Oh, but they would like people
0: within the school are fighting each other. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. It sounds like they got to my idea already. They might
1: have gotten to it. I forget what it was called. Um, but. But the other thing that I wanted to say about this was, let's not go give Marvel any new great ideas, because from the Subway ads I've seen recently, they have like 15 shows coming out in 2018, which is like way more than anybody needs. They've got You know
0: what they have coming out that's kind of cool, though? They've
1: got that gifted show, now well, yeah, they've yeah. got this Runaways, which I'm sure is what you're going to bring up. No, it's, no. I
0: was going to bring up uh, the new Mutants movie.
1: What's that?
0: So I've never read The New Mutants, but The New Mutants movie, it sort of takes place in the X-Men world. And I'm sure it's characters sure. Th- that people know, yeah, though I'm not well-versed in, places, in this. Right. Um, and it's it's a real title, The New Mutants. Um, I think it's like sort of the generation of mutants like that you meet in Logan in that okay. movie. Um, anyway, though, they're like, uh, it's a horror movie. Or at least that's what the ad feels like.
1: Dope.
0: And I do think, you know, as stale as, like, Marvel tends to feel, that is kind of, like, it's awesome, I think, that they are, like, deciding to play around with genre and stuff within, you know, their world. Right? Like, that. that's, I don't know. It's a cool, like, letting people be more stylish in their direction. Um, You know, I know they have their, like, big main tentpole Avengers storyline, but like on the fringes of that, you know, just playing around with what a superhero movie can be.
1: That's fucking awesome. I mean, I think that um, I think that when they play around with that kind of stuff is is the best and for me, I'm not a big Marvel person and I, I have my own personal qualms with DC as well um, but the kinds of comics that I do love coming out of those places are like the Let's get an interesting take on them. So, for example, like, one of my favorite Marvel comics is called The X-Force, or The Ecstatics, which the premise is they're a group of, like, young 20-something, you know, mutants with uh, who who have become celebrity for their their heroism. And they use it as a way to, like, star in movie roles, and they have agents, and it's really about the, like, the um the like uh op- opulent lifestyle that they lead as a result of their stardom and their powers and then and then of course they like fall into you know misery as a result
0: i know that's cool i <laughs> i like the idea of like applying comic book concepts to real world framework
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: um anyway Check out all the new offerings from Marvel.
1: <laughs> it sounds oh. like a sponsorship. Uh,
0: you know, really, it's easy. Whether you have TV or Netflix or just go to the movies, you're covered. Or you can read a comic book. As long as Disney is making money, it's cool.
1: Marvel Marvel has to have podcasts at this point, don't they? Like- I
0: don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of podcasts dedicated well, to talking uh, about Marvel. they a comic book.
1: They're definitely comic book, podcasts but I don't, and, and,
0: I right. don't know if Marvel puts out its own. So it just Marvel, seems so rinky
1: dink. Marvel Stanley, if you're listening, uh, we are we are open to Stanley becoming who? a part of the Empire. Stan Stanley Stanley who Stanley Chu, Stan, you said
0: Stanley, I, The
1: Office. Oh yeah, who? That Stanley? Yeah, that Stanley. Yeah, oh. from The Office. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Because we were talking about The cookie, Office earlier. Cookie Monster. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it oh, it seems wait. like we're petering out. Is
1: that Stanley? All right. This has been Dolcrants.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> um, Stanley